You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you know what you are? You're a popcorn salesman. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the, 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 the home stretch. All right, let's hit the field with, with, with Tyler and friends. Hello, welcome to the home stretch. I'm your annoyed host, Tyler Harrison, along with my co-host slash producer slash Speedy slash Petey. And you look like a lumberjack today. Sure, we'll go with that. Thank you. Anyway, um, I'm a little annoyed because we had a, ho- a co-host sitting here for about five minutes, and then the music hit and she ran away. <laughs> and my wife is now sitting over there flipping me off. So thank you very much. Salute. So, um... Yeah, there's a lot to get to. Um, if you're a football fan, Speedy can attest to this. The last ha- hour and a half has changed the NFL for the next five years. Really? Easily. Next five years. Well, however long Jalen Ramsey's contract is. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, there's also a baseball game that has ended a team season. And I know what that means for all you Yankee fans. And I need to preference this by saying... <laughs> They're down 2-1 and their season's over? Yeah, because that means they got to beat Verlander, Cole, and Grunke. And they cannot lose to either one of those guys. And I must say, though, they didn't play Cole that badly, though, today. No, they didn't play badly today. They just got beat by a better team. Right, but again, they're figuring out Cole a little more than we've seen them in the past, though. So mm, He gave up zero runs. So that's what, that's what we take away from this. And now, here's the scariest part, right? of this whole thing, they don't have to pitch Garrett Cole again till he's 100%. Or Verlander. The only one they really got to send out there early is Granky. That's it. Oh, by the way, the Washington Nationals are already up one nothing. And I must say how funny this is, that everyone except me wrote them off in what? When did Harper sign? February? March. March, February? Yeah. Everyone said... Oh, he left. I said, well, yeah, it sucks that he left, but, I mean, they're not a bad team. They still have the best rotation. Yeah, I thought they were above 500 team, but I didn't think they would be a playoff team. I had them in the playoffs in March. March. Now, to my credit or dismay, I didn't have them in the World Series, but I know I'm the only one on the planet that had them go in the playoffs. And, oh, by the way, how about them Cowboys? I told everybody, the Jets were going to win the football game. And everyone looked at me like I was nuts. No, who won the football game, Speedy? The New York Jets. I'm sorry, one more time? J-E-T-S. That's right. The one time in my life I had faith in the New York Jets, they panned out. Maybe I should be a Jets fan and you'd win a Super Bowl. <laughs> but needless to say, uh, before we go any further, are you coming back? <laughs> no. <laughs> My girlfriend is drinking lemonade, and um, she's embarrassed, and she probably is even more mad that I said she was here. So it's all right. You're going to make your mom upset. Your mom's probably watching right now going, where's Sam? What? After what? Errol's going to be here soon to talk, and you're not going to be on the show at all. This was your opportunity to be a shining star. And you would have been the best-looking one here, and you just didn't care. So, needless to say, 
It's time to go around the world in sports, brought to you by Ray's Cafe, 150 Motor Parkway, Hop Hog. That's right, Hop Hog, New York. I don't know what the area code is, really doesn't matter. By that point in time, you can find it on your phone. It's not really neither here nor there. What? Hi, hi, people. Anyway, one time we get a fan in the audience, and she's distracted us. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll save the baseball for last. Uh, we'll start with boring NBA, I guess, because that preseason NBA means absolutely nothing. Um, the Boston Celtics are up at 544 over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mazel tov. The Minnesota Timberwolves are being the Indiana Pacers 51-48 at halftime in all three of these games. Mazel tov to you. Indiana, though, by the way, I know that they are undefeated right now, and I'm not saying this because they're undefeated in preseason. This is the team to watch out for in the East. It is. If Victor Oladipo didn't get hurt last year, I think the Eastern Conference feels completely different than it actually folded. But neither here nor there. And then the 76ers, who have already celebrated enough this year for a lifetime, um, are up 51-47 over the Detroit Pistons. Ben Simmons, I think, has hit another three-point shot. Let's just say no, not again. <laughs> Hold on, we'll see. We'll see right now. Ready? Ben Simmons. Ah, oh, he's not even playing. Not even playing. Not even playing. Hey, he didn't miss one. <laughs> That's true. That is a better field goal percentage than Steph Curry. I suggest he stop. <laughs> well, anyway, back to some real sports that matter. Uh, like, I don't know, regular season hockey? That's right, hockey. You know, Canadian, ice, skates, big men hitting each other on ice. That's hockey. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are up 3-1 over the Wild, and boy, oh boy, have the Wild crumbled quickly. Uh, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, and Andreas Janssen, three unanswered goals. Uh, actually, the Wild scored first. But all in all, the, tip, the Maple Leafs are up 3-1, I'm sorry, over the Minnesota Wild. Speaking of 3-1, the Tampa Bay Lightning are up 3-1 over the Canadians. Uh, Jeff Petrie scored for the Canadians. Uh, Brandon Corburn, Steven Stamkos, and Tyler Johnson have all found the back of the net as well as the Tampa Bay Lightning are just going to be the best team in hockey this year. Again, it's not even close. They're going to probably do what they did last year. <laughs> They're going to do what they did last year and fall apart again? Well, I hope not. They're safe. And then, a, actually, I'm going to take that back. It was 1-0 Jets. Apparently, that goal has been... Uh, nullified because now it's saying there it is zero zero. So we'll they go with zero zero. Ah, zero zero will be the score of that game. Then we have the Philadelphia Flyers taking on the Calgary Flames, and about a half hour or so, the Red Wings take on the Vancouver Canucks. Again, JT Miller, I apologize, you ended up there. Uh, the National Predators take on the Vegas Knights, and the Carolina wow, the Carolina Hurricanes take on the Los Angeles Kings. That is your hockey for the day. And now we get to where, ultimately, this bread is going to get buttered. The NL and ALCS are both currently being played today, although one game just ended not too long ago. The Houston Astros, behind Garrett Cole, have taken a 2-1 to series lead over the New York Yankees. Uh, Altuve and Josh Reddick all scored on home runs, along with a sack fly by Gary L and then a pass ball by Adam Adovino, because Aaron Boone only calls on Adam Adovino for some reason. And uh, that is how Houston regained. But I thought this game wasn't Aaron Boone's fault. No, it wasn't, <laughs> but 
But still, that is your daily shout out, Aaron Boone. Brought to you by Ray's Cafe, 150 <laughs> Motor Parkway, Hot Falls, New York. But um, in all seriousness, we're going to dive into this game in a minute. And right now, the Washington Nationals are up 2-0 over the St. Louis Cardinals. As Juan Soto doubled in Adam Eaton and uh, Rendon has sacked by the score Trey Turner. The Nationals and, in one inning have already outscored the Yankees. Yeah, thanks. Or how about this? The Nationals in one inning have outscored the Cardinals this whole series. <laughs> <laughs> the Robles just go yard? No, I think they're replaying yesterday's. I don't think so, Steve. Yep. Oh, no. They were just replaying yesterday. And before we let this caller on, because I know who it is already, we are going to – lot to get to today. We're going to recap week six of the NFL. We're not doing that right now because I don't want this guy interrupting me for the next 20 minutes, along with um, the trade of Jalen Ramsey to the Rams and uh, Marcus Peters going to the Ravens, which seems absolutely secondary right now. And, um, again, we will break down – the AL and NLCS, and why no one should be surprised. But first, who's on the phone, Speedy? I... Welcome to the home stretch. How may I help you? Hello? Hello? <laughs> well, who was it supposed to be? I don't know. I can't see that on this phone. All right, whoever it was, call back. And that's a daily occurrence here at the home stretch. But anyway, that is your world in sports today, brought to you by Ray's Cafe, 150 Motor Parkway, Hop Hog, New York. You can come down here and get free, not free, great food, free entertainment is what I meant to say, and come down and listen to me, listen about sports. You'll actually learn something, unlike every other show on this network that just lies and tells you what they heard <laughs> earlier in the day. So that is one way to look at sports. And I would say see Samantha Ketzler, but she's not here because she's over there like a little girl. Are you going to come over here? Yeah. When? <laughs> <sighs> it is now 3 nothing. Nationals on a bloop to right field that fell in between not one, not two, not four, but three defenders. And it is now 4 nothing. Nationals, possibly five, five as... This might be – wow. The Gomes of all people. And Mike Schilt. You know what? Your I, NL honestly, manager of the year. Right. But after seeing this, you might have to give the, you might have to give the award now to Dave Martinez because he's outmanaged him every step of the way. And Dave Martinez was second on my voting, if we remember this properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. But uh, what, what a turnaround. What an absolute, what a turnaround. You lose going into your top five player in baseball, and now you're all 80 innings away from going to the World Series. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And Dakota Hudson didn't get more than one out. And he is one, one mad man right now. Is that Adam Wainwright? Yep. <laughs> As Anthony Rendon has the best celebration I've ever seen. All right. No, he duplicated the uh, the Yankee celebration. Well, <laughs> Thumbs down. No, well, he probably thinks the Yankees won today. But 
So, we're going to get to Or maybe the, uh, he's trying to jinx them. Yeah, uh, maybe. You know, he doesn't need much of that. Aaron Boone's our manager. Anyway. <laughs> So we'll dive into the ALCS as of right now. The Yankees have lost 4-1. to one. They're now down 2-1. to one. Um, I'm going to tell you right now the series is over. It's a complete wrap. The Yankees might make it interesting, go six, seven games, but it's over. It's over. They have no chance of winning now. Zero. Mark it down, sign it, deliver it, send it to the bank. This series is over. The Yankees had to win tonight. It was a must win for them, and they lost. Not only did you lose – you got embarrassed at home. Embarrassed. Humiliated. Now, you put innings together where you had runners in position and stuff like that. DD missed a home run by about right. an inch and a half. Somebody else did a center field, so. Uh, yeah, I, think, I think it was the fifth inning. DJ LeMahieu. Yeah. It was LeMahieu who missed a home run by about 10 feet. Right, so I don't think they were really hitting cold that badly considering what Cole was before that. No, not at all. But again, you have to look at this mathematically now. They have three guys that can go out there any day of the week and shut down your lineup. Shut them down. And needless to say, I don't even think they're going to send out one of those guys tomorrow. I think they're going to try to get one of those gimme wins because even if you go down 2-2, you're getting Cole, Granky, and Verlander at max capacity. The Yankees cannot hit Justin Verlander in the playoffs. They have never hit Justin Verlander in the playoffs. Historically, they don't hit Garrett Cole well either. They don't. This year, he's owned all of Major League Baseball. By the way, Garrett Cole this year is having the best postseason, and I know it's recent, but outside of Madison Bumgarner, he's had the best postseason Performance since what? Andy Pettit? Like, what, what are we talking about here? And ironically enough, Andy Pettit was at today's game too. But what, what, what really could stir this even further in a direction? Let's just recap this year, shall we? This offseason, rather. You lose, you get humiliated by the Boston Red Sox. Humiliated. Because your starters could not get any innings, your bullpen was shot, and everyone just started hitting the crap out of the baseball. No one got out. No one did anything. The New York, and they were outmanaged. A rookie manager outmanaged Aaron Boone. A rookie manager. (laughs) Shut up. That's not the point. A rookie manager outmanaged a rookie manager. Right. So now, you go into the offseason with two things. You knew you were, CC was on his hind legs. You knew that Jay Happ regressed a little bit in the second half of the year. He's you, always been that way. Right, but Straight this year, year he was just awful. No, I know, but I, he's always been that kind of pattern pitcher. He looks good or overperforms one year, and then you expect him to do it again. He never does. So then, so that, that's, that's two question marks in your rotation. Let's recap Luis Severino's year last year. From... The opening bell of the season to around July 15th, he was one of, if not the best pitcher in baseball. After that, his ERA was about, I don't know, what, seven and a half, eight? Then he goes in the postseason, gets knocked around a few more times. That's three question marks. Domingo Herman, you found literally just by God's, by God's pasture. You had no idea Domingo Herman would win 18 games at all. He was 
lock in a draw. And then you go out and you trade for James Paxton. An unknown. Never pitched two under innings before. But, okay. So that, that's your answer. All right, fine. So now you go to free agency, okay? You, need, you know you need starting pitching. That's what you need, okay? There's nothing telling you to go out there. You get DJ Mayhew for the cheap, okay? And he might be the best offseason off acquisition by far. Not even going to go there. Him and Nelson Cruz, I think, are on a different level. So, I think he got paid way less than Nelson Cruz did, too. <laughs> I mean, Nelson Cruz should be a top two candidate for MVP. If he finishes behind LeMahieu, then fine. But, I mean, realistically speaking, LeMahieu had more help than he did. That's one. Two, Giorgio and all these guys, that's fine. Okay? Now you know you need D.D. Gregorius. He's got Tommy John. Fine, whatever. You needed starting pitch. You, loo- you bring back Zach Britton. You sign Adam Alavino. That's great, okay? By the way, Adam Alavino, I think, has gotten out this entire postseason. Now, you add all this up, and there was one guy that everyone said is a shoo-in to be a New York Yankee. A shoo-in. Patrick Corbin. <laughs> Ironically Can't miss. Tonight. Can't- Thank you. It's Patrick Corbin. Can't miss his... Brother grew up a Yankee fan. They've been Yankee fans. He's going to sign for the cheap is what people were telling me on this network. Oh, don't worry about it. It's a done deal. I said, I don't think so. I, I get the vibe. They don't want him at all. Oh, Manny Machado's coming. Oh, Harper's coming. Oh, we're going to get all these guys. First of all, the Yankees didn't want Bryce Harper. I didn't want Manny they were, Machado. They weren't really linked to the Yankees that much, though, Bryce No, Harper. they weren't. Bryce they were Harper not. really wasn't. No, he wasn't. At all. The Yankees said his asking price would have came down dramatically. But that's fine because you didn't need Harper. You didn't even need Machado, okay? You really didn't need Manny Machado because you knew you had Andujar. DJ Mayhew, if that was your plan from the beginning, was a designed genius idea. You needed pitching. Patrick Corbin okay, was available. Okay. The Giants were floating around Madison Bumgarner. Do not tell me he was not going to get got with a good price. You could have gave up similar to what you gave up for James Paxton. Paxton has less miles right, on him. Right, even if you upgraded it just right. a little more, it would have been worth it. Uh, instead of a top 20, you might have gave up a top 10 or a top 15. That's fine. You needed pitching. Now look where we're at. Severino barely got four innings out of the way tonight. He's a his, The Yankees don't have an ace. There's no, and I don't care what you call him, ace, big game pitcher. They don't have any of them. None. Zero. Couldn't do it. And also, let's just go back in time, okay? All you Yankee fans that are telling me, oh, this is the next core. This is our core. You don't have a core. No, you don't have a core. At all. Nope. Jeter, Pettit, Rivera, Bernie, whoever else you want to throw in there as the core four. I think it was a core five. Fine. Whatever you want to do, that's fine. Posada. I mean, everyone I just said and this Yankee team. This Yankee team does not play well under the bright pressure. They don't do it. There's three guys right now playing well, and the rest of the team is a non-existent factor. LeMayhew, Judge, and Glaber. 
That's it. That is it. Those three guys are the only ones playing well. Trade him now. Who? Judge. I would, I would experiment. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I, would, I would dangle it. You, th- this team is a 100-win team, and right now they're playing like they won 75-80 wins. You don't make this up. Now, the Houston Astros are just a better team. There's no doubt about it. The Astros are a better team. Up, down, bench, bullpen. The bullpen's the Yankees' favorite. Starting rotation, manager, everything. Everything's in the Astros' favor except bullpen. Every little ounce of baseball. I think the Yankees have more depth, though, than the Astros do. Eh, sure. Uh, but, eh, no, I don't think so. No, really? No. Nope. I really don't think so at all. But it's okay. Because Patrick Corbin, who's having a stellar year, that's fine. Patrick Corbin right now would have been the Yankees' ace without question. Without question. You'd be 2-2 right now. I'm sorry, 2-1 in your favor instead of down. And as I'm ranting, we have a caller on the phone, so I must tone down. Who is it, Speedy? Find out. Welcome to the home stretch. How may I help you? I don't know if you can hear me, but it's Anthony. What's up? Hello, Mr. Carragher. How are you? (laughs) Pretty good. I'm having a really hard time hearing you, but I'm going to try my best. Um, so you can you hear me now? I'm just going to I'm just going to dissect. I guess not. Yankees don't have an ace. No. Yankees don't have a big game pitcher. Nope. Tanaka gave you. He got pulled, I believe, in the seventh. He could have went more because he was only eighty something pitches. And gave up no runs right. and one hit to the Astros. Right. So that so that point right there, disproven. No, I will trust Masahiro Tanaka I, over okay, any other correct. pitcher that the Yankees have right. in a big game. Therefore, he is my ace. So uh, there, take your that. ace has an ERA you, of five every year. I, I I'm having really hard time hearing you, so I'm just gonna keep talking. Um, on top Do you of hear that, me now? on top of that. You, you act like the Yankees well, he can't hear got me, that's blown fine. out in game two and three, 47 to nothing, because they have no pitching. It's 2-2 going into extras, and 2-0 two, uh, two going into the Adovino blow-up part of today. Right, and whose fault is that? Who led Major League Baseball <laughs> in runs, and led the American League in runs, scored. Okay, Pitching and the Twins led the Major League Baseball in home runs, and the they right knocked out the first round. Well, they also tried for the home run too much, which doesn't win in the postseason. I don't know if you – I can't right. hear you. I don't know if it's something with the board or something, but I can't hear you. Um, so I'm going to hang up and listen. But the issue for everything is hitting. If you cannot hit, you're not going to win. You're not going to win many baseball games one nothing. It's not going to happen. So going into game four and game five, you're going to see a bullpen game from the Astros. Probably going to have that young kid pitch. And game five, you're probably going to see Granky. And I honestly, not, a, not being a Yankee fan here, he's probably going to be eaten alive in Yankee Stadium. So I honestly think the Yankees are going to go 3-2 back to Houston. I think the Yankees are in trouble, kind of, because you've got to see Verlander and Cole in Houston. But would I have appreciated them winning today? Yes. But we all knew this game was going to be the game that was going to give them trouble from the get-go. From the get-go. Game one was the most important game of the series. Yankees took care of it. Game two and three, you kind of hung your hat on where they probably might lose. And game four and five are the games the Yankees need to win. 
and they just need to take one in Houston. That's my opinion. It's not it's not pitching. Pitching isn't the isn't the thing that's killing them right now. They're holding the Astros they're holding the Astros down. They're just not hitting. I'm gonna hang up, I'm gonna hear you take. Thank you, Anthony Carragher. Hopefully you can hear me now. Um, he does bring up a solid point. I, I did forget to mention that I trust Tanaka as well. Again, you don't know what Tanaka you're going to get in a given start, although historically he is a really, really good postseason pitcher. Um, I don't know if he's an ace, but I would trust him to go out there and win a game four or game three when I needed him to pitch well. Here's the problem with what Anthony Carragher just said, though. You know why hitting doesn't always win? Because great pitching will always win. Pitching wins. Pitching and defense in the postseason are more important <laughs> than hitting. Defense doesn't matter, though. Well, yeah, no. Carlos Correa certainly proved that wrong. <laughs> I mean, not only that, Tampa Bay Rays proved it wrong a few times in their series against the Astros, too. I, you can't – pitching – will take you beyond belief. Look at every World Series we've had the past couple of years. Mets, Royals, the Royals went there on what? Rotation and bullpen. The well, Mets, their rotation wasn't that great. It was Cueto and bullpen. Ventura. Cueto and Ventura pitched well, but that was really it. Volquez pitched very well. Volquez pitched well in those in a couple games. He wasn't a great overall pitcher. Cueto was an ace. Yes, Cueto was an ace. No, Cueto was absolutely a bargain for them, the trade deadline. And then Ventura was a talented Off pitcher, pitcher. Yep. that was a good playoff pitcher. So he ended up striving, but it was mainly their offense being deep and their bullpen. And obviously, like you said, the defense, especially in the infield, I think was historically good. Somebody on the phone? Yeah. Thank you for calling the home stretch. How may I help you? What's going on, Tyler? <laughs> Hello. Tyler, I've been listening to your crap forever. Oh, it's Errol Marks. <laughs> yes, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Errol's on his way, babe. But, but I will tell you this. If you're going to sit there and blame Aaron Boone. I didn't blame Aaron Boone. For, uh, well, it sounds like you are. It really is. What did I tell now, you an hour ago? No, he did tweet that the game to uh, – the game, it was a game. No, game three was not on Aaron Boone. I, th I think he said. Yes. Aaron, wasn't they, on Aaron. None of the games were on Aaron Boone. The Yankees aren't hitting. He's oh, right. Yeah. Anthony Carragher's right. They're not hitting. What did that you is just the say? Problem with hey, the no. New York Yankees right now. Errol, why aren't the Yankees hitting? Your guess is as good as mine, buddy. Because it's good rotation pitching, Errol. That's why the it, Houston Astros it, starting pitching is unhittable. Why are the Nationals about to go to the World Series? Starting pitching. Strasburg, Corbin, and Scherzer have shut down the St. Louis Cardinals. All they right, shut so, down so the Dodgers. Let me ask you a question. How many, how many runs has the Astros scored in this series so far? Seven? Six? Six. Six. Okay? They've scored six runs. How many runs have the Yankees scored? Uh, nine? Ten? Ten. Ten, I think. So you're honestly going to sit here and tell me right now that the Astros pitching has been way better than the Yankees? It's ridiculous, Tyler. You sound like a lunatic. It's not the pitching. 
It's the hitting. The Yankees are not hitting in quality spots. And that's the problem with the Yankees right now. When they're when they have bases on, they have bases uh, um, a base runner on first, a base runner on second with two outs. They can't knock the guy home. The only person that hit today was DJ LeMayu and Blaber Torres. Yeah. Why am I not surprised? Because the last two series, the only two people, only two people that have really hit is Claver Torres and DJ LeMayu. Judge, judge, those are the only two guys that have been hitting the last two series. Judge, judge, that's the only one. Judge, I agree with. I'm sorry. Aaron Judge is the only one you forgot. Outside everybody. Aaron else. Judge is hit here and there. I mean, he's hitting he's over 300, hit. so I can't ask him to do much more. He's hitting here and there. Aaron Judge is hitting here and there. So you've got three guys out of the nine guys hitting. Right. That's a problem. Sure. That's a problem. That is a problem. And it's not because Cole is that much better than the Yankees hitting, because that's not true. That's not true. The problem with the Yankees right now is they're not seeing the ball. They're not seeing it. That's been the problem with them. They didn't have a problem with the Twins, but in the last... The last month of the season, the Yankees have problems hitting in the clutch. Yes. And they have and they're having problems right now. That's nobody's fault but the hitters. Sure. And I'm it's glad not the Yankees pitching. And I'm glad you brought that up, because that's where I was also gonna head to till Anthony Carragher called. <laughs> that's why I don't want to hear about this next core anything. Okay? These guys are not ready for the moment at all. They're not. I'm sorry to tell you this. The Yankees have growing pains to go through, and I don't know if half of them are going to be here. Gary Sanchez, I don't know what the hell your problem is. How, I don't know how you could lead a team the first half of the year and become an automatic out the second half. I don't understand what I happened to D.D. De Gregorius. I have no idea. I think, it, I think a lot of things stem for one thing. Aaron Boone. <laughs> no, Aaron Boone. What are you, nuts? It has nothing to do with Aaron Boone. You praised Aaron Boone this, earlier. You're not allowed series, to criticize him now. This, no, series I, I so far, this series so far has nothing to do with Aaron Boone. Nothing. Nope, not there yet. is nothing Aaron Boone has done that I consider to be wrong. Nothing. So, I mean, Adam Vino tonight might have been he, a mistake. He's managed the games as perfectly as a manager can. Per- it's just that Adam Vino is not pitching good. He's not pitching. He hasn't pitched good in the last past month. That's not... That's not his fault that our, that Adam Adovino, who they they paid twenty six million dollars in the offseason, is not pitching well in, in the last month. That's not his fault. It is his fault though. Put him, him in big spots. No, it's not because he sat him out all practically the whole month of September to rest him, to rest him for the playoffs. So you cannot blame Aaron Boone for any of these losses in the playoffs. By the way, the Yankees. Going into the series, we're undefeated. The Yankees have lost two games in these two series. The series is not over. It's not over. You make it seem like it's over. Yeah, I no think it is over. Up can win. I, I believe it's over. All right. Well, I will tell you this. If there is a game tomorrow, the Yankees mm-hmm. will win. There's a game if tomorrow. If it's not tomorrow, then it's you're going to see Tanaka versus Granke. And he will win. Tanaka will win at home. Go look at Tanaka's numbers at home. Tanaka's phenomenal. All right. All right. And then after that, they get out to play a closer. Who are you going to bet on in a whole closing game? I'm not talking about coming and bringing the bullpen in in the 
night, the eighth and ninth inning because you're starting pitching. In a closing game, who are you going to depend on? The bullpen of the freaking Houston Astros or the Yankees in nine innings? I'm going to bet on the Yankees. Errol? I'm going to bet on the Yankees. You're forgetting so, a huge point to the game of baseball. The starting pitcher will determine how long that bullpen goes. Now, Verlander. Well, you're not going to see. You're not going to see Verlander, and you're not going to see Cole until you're going to see all three of those guys again at least once. I think the Yankees could beat Verlander. I think they can. Uh, I don't know about he Cole. Loves the I don't know about Cole. I still think the Yankees could beat Verlander. I, I do. I think the Yankees can beat Verlander. Well, that's 2-2, two, two, then. I don't know about Garrett Cole, but by the way, Garrett Cole won't be a Houston Astro next year. That's so fine. That what does that do for right year. now? It doesn't matter for this year. I'm getting to Garrett Cole being a Yankee next year. I'm getting to it. I'm building it. I'm building up to it. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as Errol's pointing to, Garrett Cole will be a Yankee next year. That's where my spiel was going. But I think he's going to be a Yankee, or I think he's going to be an Angel. He grew up an Angel fan. Joe Madden is there. Mike Trout is there. They think that you know now you know they're going to be a lot healthier next year. I I, I could see Cole going to the Anaheim uh, Angels. I could. So these are the two teams that I expect are going to make a big run for him. Anaheim's owner will pay the money oh. to bring him there. And you know the contract oh, yes, will, will turn out to be bad. Yes, he will. <laughs> oh, I know. Probably. <laughs> He'll pay him. Well, they'll pay him. So, it's all, it all depends on what the Yankees want to pay him, how hard they want to go. And Garrett Cole was a guy that Brian Cashman drafted and decided, yep. to go back, decided to go back to college and then was drafted by Pittsburgh. And then the Yankees wanted him uh, when, he, when Pittsburgh put him up on a trade board. And the Yankees didn't want to give up what Pittsburgh wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's an Astro. No, agree. Brian Cashman loves Garrett Cole. Loves and him. I agree. I, I have him come to the Yankees. So I, I think the Yankees will make a run for him. I do. I'll even give him. Uh, I'll actually say they'll sign Garrett Cole. I think that's why they didn't give Corbin the extra year. Well, I think, you know, uh, there's a couple of good pitchers that are going to be available this offseason. Oh, if you count so, on Robbie Ray, just leave. I'm sorry? If you, Robbie Ray is one of these guys you want, just hang up the phone. No, there's a couple of guys. You got Bumgarner. No. You if got you're going after Cole, you, Mad Bum. You got Strasburg's going to be there. Strasburg you got Wheeler, who I think is going to be, I think Wheeler's going to be a fantastic pitcher. I really do. Yeah, he'll leave the Mets I and be done. I think Wheeler is Absolutely. a fantastic pitcher. That's what happens to all Mets pitchers. They leave and become better. Except Matt Hart. Well, I, I, I. <laughs> I think Wheeler, wherever he goes, he's going to become a fantastic pitcher. I see Wheeler I going to the great, Angels. I think he's got great stuff. So Maybe they'll bring back Harper I, I, while they're I think there, there are three or four really good starters that are going to be available this offseason. And then you got a lot, a lot of midline guys, too. A lot of guys so know I, the rotation. I, I believe the Yankees will re-sign Tanaka. Uh, Tanaka doesn't have an opt-out. He chose to opt-in. Yeah, he's... He, this is his last year on his contract. Really? Yeah, Damn, this that is his flew. last year. That flew by. I remember when they signed him. I said, oh, here we go. Kia Gawa 2.0. I was happily wrong about that. Happily wrong. I don't, tr- I don't It'll trust him. It will be a very boring World Series if you see the Astros versus the Nationals. 
No, not at all. It will be, I have no stop. I think it's going to be a very boring series. Hmm. Oh, by the way, buddy, weren't you one of the people that told me if the Jets beat the Cowboys, I'd get something? You would get something? I could have sworn we had a bet about the Jets-Cowboys game. Did we? Somebody, somebody so. on this network. Not with Errol. I don't. Not with me. I didn't make a bet with you. I don't think anything with Errol. Oh, by the way, Errol, uh, you have to call Mike Guido. He can't do a show for a month because he lost a bet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have. I swear. I have audio and visual evidence. It was on Friday's show. He said, "I'm not going to yeah, do well, my show for a we month." We can't afford for him to miss the show for a month. So. I think it would drive up the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. But he's, la- he's laughing, so he's thinking about it. He's like, you know, ah, so, he, so his show would just take real, place with, uh, real winner, you know with that Evan, and <laughs> Evan and his, uh, his news guys or whatever. Listen, <laughs> all I know show. is if Evan's the smart one out of the two of them, we're, we're in deep trouble. We're in deep trouble. He had the Ravens being 5-11. and 11. They're 4-2, and two and they just got to upgrade at corner. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, Jalen Ramsey going to the Rams today. Is, is, oh, it ruins the NFL. It, it really questions. Uh, I think it makes the Rams that much better. No, it doesn't. And um, it's going to be interesting. That is the best division in football. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now you got the Rams with Jalen Ramsey. And you have Seattle. San Francisco. You have San Francisco. That is easily the best. That's the best young division in football. Uh, I mean, yeah. how young? No, I know, young. I know everyone else is. I'm trying to think if the Rams are more young than old. Yeah, the Rams, I don't know if they're really classifying as young, but. They're pretty young. I mean. They're pretty young. Their skill players Some are offense. young, but their offensive line is either old or bad. <laughs> and their defense is old. Well, now well, they got Rams. Huh? Outside of Aaron Don- outside of Aaron Donald and Corey Littleton, who's young is what I want to know. Eric Weddle defense. is old. Talib is old. Uh, I'm trying to think. Of- Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews is old. Fowler is not young. Brockers is kind of old. And I think this side. move, this move was because of uh, what's his name again is out for a significant amount of time. Oh, uh, Talib's. I don't think Talib no. will play the rest of the year. I think that's why they made this move. I think they gave up a lot. No, oh, they did. Now Jalen. I think Jalen. I don't know what those picks are going to turn out to be. Two firsts, but and a giving pick? giving up two first rounds and and a fourth round. Jacksonville, Jacksonville is right where they need to be. They really are. They Young got two first rounds yep. this year. They have two first rounds next year. Their defense is loaded, and I think this means they're going to probably. I believe they're going to go after a quarterback. With one of the picks, yeah. Maybe their later pick. I Whoa, it. hold on here. Oh. Maybe, their, maybe their later pick. It's We're possible. all giving up on the mustache? I'm not, but it's possible I if, don't, he, if he doesn't put up numbers. I don't think he's the future quarterback of that organization. I don't. Well, Nick Foles was a now guy anyway, but Gardner Minshew is playing well. Well, it depends on where the picks are, too, because Jacksonville could still be. Don't be Mike Guido right now. What? Don't do the Mike Guido thing. What? What, what, oh, what was I saying? Know, I, I, I'm just saying, don't do what Mike okay, Guido would do. I, was I do not believe, I do not believe 
right now they have the future quarterback on that team. Well, yeah, being that they have two picks, they could definitely trade up if they wanted to. It, again, it'll depend on also where the picks are and obviously who's with them. I like this obviously quarterback the quarterback class. Yeah, I think there are three. I, I I think there are three or four franchise quarterbacks in this draft, and I think I think Jacksonville will absolutely draft a quarterback in the first round. I absolutely believe it. I don't care how Minshew is playing right now. I don't care. I, I, I well, don't if, again, if Minshew is elevated statistically, or even just a winning kind of guy, like maybe. Jalen Ramsey leaves, everyone's expecting him to be bad, and he embraces that underdog mentality and plays well, maybe they hang on to him too. So there's other factors to be considered. Minshew, like if well, like everyone's probably going to go off now and say, oh, Jacksonville's done, 4-12. and 12. So they're 2-0 they're they're without – I'm sorry, they're 1-1 one one without Ramsey. So it's no, not I like know. I, I, I'm not the one saying it. I'm just saying a lot of people will. still one of and the best in football. Who says that doesn't fuel somebody like Minshew? So that's, that's the only question. It's, I think it's too early to tell in week six – now, Errol is right where the quarterback class is deep enough where that can happen. And being they have two first-round picks, especially if the Rams still maybe struggle and underperform, that pick might be in the middle rather than at the end. So, they... And there is a quarterback in this class that I can, it reminds me of a better Eli Manning. And I think Tom Coughlin Eason? will absolutely about? eat it up Jacob if, Eason? If, if he's available. Jacob Eason? No. Which quarterback? Fromm? No. Really? You think Fromm? Nope. Nope. Oh, the Utah kid, Love? Is that what you're talking about? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. I could see it. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, he might be available in the middle where they might even not have to trade up. And I, and I, I, believe, I believe that Tom Coughlin is looking for his future quarterback. I don't believe he thinks Mishu is going to be the future quarterback of that organization. He's having a good, he's having a good run. But we've seen this before. We've seen this before. Yeah, Blake Bortles. So, mm. it, it's I, 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 a backup quarterback come well, in and play well. Blake Bortles played well. Blake Bortles played well, well but he also had three job. picks per game. He gets the starting job, and then he's no good when he gets the starting job. So, I, I think they're going to absolutely be looking for a quarterback in this year's draft. I mean, I think it. I think with just three games played, it's still, still a little early to tell. But it's definitely possible with the the leeway okay. they have with two with two first round picks. And I think somebody like Love, if that's the guy he really wants, is going to be there in the middle of the draft where they're not going to even have to trade up, where they could take maybe a, a top receiver with their with their own pick and maybe the, take take Love with the uh, the Rams pick. The best beard in baseball, right there, Jacob Barrera. I was very I was very surprised that that happened. I'm very surprised that that came out. I, I, I thought they were going to wait until the end of the season. I thought but I guess Jacksonville is falling to quits this year. I, I, I don't think Jacksonville thinks that they're going to win anything or go anywhere this year. And I think they're, they're going to start moving players. I really do believe it. No, so. they can't move too much more. Uh, they, All right, we'll see. They're so, they're so I do y- not believe Jalen Ramsey is the only guy they're going to trade. Well, no, I, I'm not saying it is the only guy they're going to trade. I'm just going to say that would be a lot of bad all at once right. though, if they did All right, that. I'm coming in, guys. Oh, all right, Errol's here. So, um, the return of Errol Marks. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we kind of got tailgated off something. Uh, we're going to, again, recap the NLCS because that's going on right now. Uh, and it looks like the Washington Nationals are going to represent the National League in the World Series and what that means for future free agents because I got news for you. The Bryce Harper effect might be a little bit longer than people think. 
next on the home stretch. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Manage the baseball team. Little League. Fantasy League. We are back, back, back with the home stretch on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hello, welcome back to the home stretch. I am still your host, Tyler Harrison, along with Speedy Petey and our boy Austin over there. Say hello, Austin. What's up? I don't know if anyone heard him, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, before we get into anything good, first and foremost, uh, Jeff from Tampa's on the phone. So, Jeff, how can we help you? Tyler, I don't know how you let Errol Marks stink up your studio with his terrible freaking takes. I could smell the Axe body spray and hair gel all the way through the freaking radio. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Errol's actually right? here. He knows. Yeah, he's, he's a bonehead, right? Let's, let's cover the bases on how, on how stupid he is. Let's just go all the way around the horn on this. How Number one, he's guaranteeing Garrett Cole to the Yankees. How did that work out when he guaranteed uh, Patrick Corbin or Manny Machado last year? Seems like he's not very good at making those predictions to me. That's number one. Then number two, dude, the the Jaguars are going to draft a quarterback. What are they going to do? Throw Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew in the trash can for another quarterback? So you're going to have a four-year, $88 million guy sitting on your bench? That's not happening either. Depends on how Minshew plays in a larger sample. Jeff, I don't know what to tell you. I tell everyone the same thing. No one listens to me. I tell everyone all the time, you can't give up on a quarterback after a year, after four years. You have to see what they do in repetitive motion. So, for example. But it's not, but it's not even that. What are you going to have, $88 million sitting on your bench when you draft a freaking rookie? Get out of here. That's one of the worst all-time takes I've ever heard coming from that walking ball of Axe body spray. Well, here's, here's where... I don't think it's crazy because when you realize, like, it's getting a little towards the end, you have to. Now, Nick Foles is not anywhere near old, so I understand that. But if Nick Foles isn't viewed as a long-term answer, I don't know. The only person that knows the answer to that is Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone. I'm going to be honest with you about something here. I think the only problem with Jacksonville is Doug Marone. I think he's out. I well, think he should be done. Now it's a secondary too. <laughs> well, no, well, they need really. a few. They need a few more weapons, though. You Ronnie can't Harrison's tell me that, well. that you I believe can, in like you, you know. Yeah, Leonard Fournette was nice when he came in, but he really has fallen off. And, and truthfully, they don't have any good wide receivers. DJ Chark is okay. That's DJ fine. Chark's playing well. Marquise like, Lee's going to come back soon. They still, they still need more help on offense. That defense is pretty low end too. But there's a zero percent chance. Jacksonville is taking a quarterback in the first round. Zero percent chance. It depends on where their picks are, and I think again it'll depend on how Minshew plays. Well, it's going to be the Rams. Sample. So, so even if the Rams miss the playoffs, what is that? The fifteenth pick, right? At the, but, at the highest, it's going to be fifteen. Okay, and if there's enough quarterback depth, like people are saying, it's still possible they can get it at their own pick. Too, if they really like a guy. Now, again, I agree with you where I would give Minshew more of a chance because I, I, I like what I've seen of him so far. But, again, if he doesn't do it statistically and or winning games for them because, again, Jacksonville's not supposed to be very good right now. But if Minshew can be good late in games and steal some wins they're not supposed to, they may hang on to him too. So 
that'll determine more that more than anything else. Because obviously that we know their needs are going to be receiver and now secondary help as a primary for this draft. And, and, but and again, it's, it's a good point. quarterback it's class. The point, they don't they don't need to take a quarterback in the first round this year because the following year Trevor Lawrence will be coming right. So if Gardner Minshew doesn't work out, Nick Foles is a bomb again next year or whatever, and they want to move on, it's not like this quarterback class is the be all end all. Yet. Right? Are they going to be that bad? That bad for where they're going to be able to get Trevor Lawrence, but they'll but they but right but they just got two first round picks so they also got one in twenty twenty one so they can trade their pick and that first round pick to move up. I mean, you could think, but they're, they're going to have two are, first round picks next year and two first round picks the year after that. And they're going to have the they're going to have the ammunition to move right, up. Right, but odds are win. the team that is in position to take Lawrence would take him though. Here's the so, so what would quick. they be losing ostensibly? They're one of their first round picks because one of them is going to be a swap. You're basically swapping, you know, trading right, up you also from have to wherever trust they the, are. You also have to trust the team would trade the pick, though, too. They're, I would say most teams that are picking number one would take him if he's there. Right, but that's going to be three first rounders. You're, you're, you're trading your own first rounder wherever that is. You'd be trading the Rams so they'd be getting two in the same, same draft and then be getting a, a, follow, a one the following year. No, it looks good on paper. It's just a matter of which team you're doing it to, and it's a matter of what's the state of the team at that time. It's too early to tell. Kind I mean, it's of not going to matter. Year. That's more than enough ammunition. Where they they don't need a first round draft pick this year, or a first round quarterback in the, you know in the first round this year. That's that's bananas. Well, maybe they don't. You know, the, the Astros have completely scrambled that kid's brain. Where he's you know he's totally thrown off. He has no idea what to do. <laughs> no idea what to do. Real, real quick, I do want to make this out because the Rams do not have a first-round pick for the next five years. Five years? Five they years. don't really need one. Five years? I disagree with you. That team, I think, is on the verge of an implosion that you've never seen. I really think I that mean, the Rams... But where, did they, where is the five years coming from? I'm trying to figure out these other trades. Last year, this year, Oh, you're ta- year. Oh, you're talking about going back. Yeah, they won't have a pick for... They ha- that means they they wouldn't have had a pick the ne- last five years. Okay, I think you said next five years. Right, okay. but they're pretty set at like all the skill positions. Like Brandon Cooks is going nowhere. Robert Woods is there. Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup is there. Dude, they even got a receiver in Josh Reynolds that's really good when when he's asked to come, you know come in. They got two really good tight ends in Higby and Everett. Jared Goff, say what you want. He led the league's number one offense last year. He's been bad this year, but that's mostly because of the offensive line. Offensive line. Right, but how are you going right. to solve that? You're about to pay Jalen Ramsey whatever you have left. You can take offensive linemen in the second round. Yeah. Especially in two. So no, yeah. uh, hold on. Let's not... figure out how their drafts are going to be first cause, because of he's had no first-round picks and honestly not a lot of second-round picks either. We, we haven't really seen how McVay and this GM really draft. So... It might be bad, or it might implode like that, but again, it's interior line where, it, Jeff's right, it is a deeper position usually where you can get later. You don't see a lot of guards and centers go in the first round as much as they do, like, second Great. third. The Giants got a really terrific, you know, guard in the second round in Willie Hernandez uh, last year, mm-hmm. or the year before, whatever, however 18. you want to count which draft it yep. was. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was right. 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, and no, I, no, I knew you were right in that sense. I thought you meant... Starting this year, they won't have any first round. Huh. Yadier Molino hit a home run. Because yeah, they, they traded their the Titans in twenty seventeen and then eighteen to the Patriots. So I knew that. I didn't know which year range you went. You meant now, Jeff. I do. I do want to bring this point up because I think it's something that we all need to consider. As Victor Robles damn near 
jumped into the stands for the home run. I do want to ask, since the Rams, right, let's just be honest here, okay? The Los Angeles Rams, you did bring up a point about him leading the number one offense in football. I don't know if he really led that much of anything. Because, again, once Todd Gurley started to get hurt and he wasn't on the field, that Ram team wasn't the Rams. They just had so much ammunition through the whole season that they could have caked walk. And let's just be honest, because this is also somewhere we're going to go to eventually. They're a bad call away from not going to the Super Bowl. Right, but they're also, look at the sample that they're playing in that time. So Todd Gurley got hurt kind of November in that time. They also played Philly stout run defense, Chicago stout run defense. Todd Gurley might have not done well in those games anyway. New Orleans when they played him in the playoffs, stout run defense. Dallas last year, stout run defense. So that kind of sample is kind of tough to tell what they would have been, though, in that time, too. I mean, you you definitely make a fair point, Tyler, right? Like, oh, you know, when Todd Gurley goes down, they're not as good. Although, C.J. Anderson did a pretty good job against the Cowboys when he was called upon in the playoffs last year. He did a pretty damn good job. He's the reason they won the game. And I think that you would – but I also think that you would agree that most of the Rams' struggles this year particularly are because of the offensive line. And the defense, yes. Well, the de- the defense is, is getting help. Jalen Ramsey is certainly going to help. Jalen Ramsey, I mean, Kenny Young, that's they not got a down It's, not, it's not an untalented defense. What it is, it's, it's a lot of new players all at once. And Wade Phillips has a complicated system, so it's kind of tough for them to learn. Them bringing in Weddle and Clay Matthews, uh, those kinds of guys. Now Ramsey all at the same time. It's not going to gel right away, and it's showing. Who says Jalen Ramsey is going to gonna play the, right away? Go back, go back to last year and look at the amount of time Jared Goff had to throw, and it was significantly longer than he's had this year. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't tell you not to re-sign Roger Saffold. And Jared Goff is also a bad quarterback against A-gap blitzes, too, which that's where they lost their <laughs> offensive line, John Sullivan and Roger Saffold. Right, but uh, to be fair to Jared Goff, every quarterback's bad against the A-blitz. You, you hit know, the quarterback, I, I, it's going to rattle them up. I hate when people and say I would just And I would just make this point as well, because I know that you know, you're going to call me a homer on this, right? But Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl last year did something against the Rams no other team had done. They were just trying to basically defend the run. And Bill Belichick said, I don't care. We're getting vertical regardless. Let the linemen run out of the way and do whatever they're doing. We're going vertical, and they all shot the gaps. I think a lot of other teams have adopted that strategy, and I think it's a failure of Sean McVay and Wade Phillips that they haven't adjusted their style of play to defend what the defense is doing against their offense. Well, Chicago did that a lot, too, in their matchup last year. No, I think I don't know how you'd be a homer about that. Bill Belichick should well, be the role you know, model. Well, because I give Bill Belichick any credit, everyone's like, "Oh, of course you mentioned the Patriots." But, That's well, what, no, but, but Bill Belichick Patri- is like the godfather of smart. So yeah, I would, I would, <coughs> whatever Bill Belichick told me to do, I would do. If he told me to jump off a bridge, I'd just jump off a bridge. Well, the Patriots also right, have. So when you the, go back and look at the defense that you know, because listen, last year was last year. You know, uh, thirty-three points a game speaks for itself. Last year, right? It thirty-three does. points a game is what they average. They held them to three points. How did that happen? And I think a lot of teams went back and looked how the you know looked at how the Patriots played that game defensively. And I think a lot of teams that have played them this year have have adopted that similar strategy. Mm-hmm. It also was for the Patriots. The Rams, the way they're built, as good as their receivers all are, they're also smaller receivers. And the Patriots have always done well with their bigger physical corners and linebackers, too, against smaller receivers, and that helped as well. 
Oh, it's the hoagie race. Right, but, but a lot of the success the Patriots had last year in the Super Bowl in that game was because they were getting penetration. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're seeing a lot this year. Like, you know, Wade Phillips needs to you know, do something else, keep that running back in as an extra blocker, or keep, you know, Wade rather Phillips. than send the tight end out, keep the tight end in as a blocker. Wade Phillips so, is the Teams are sending more people than that line can block, and it's been a problem. No, he's right. Now, here's the thing. I think you meant to say Sean McVay instead of uh, Wade Phillips, but instead of... Well, no, Wade Phillips is the defensive coordinator, right? No, he no, he is. I thought you were saying the Rams offense. Yeah, you brought up running back. No, 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 but I mean, you know, but listen, that also, you know, that whole thing fall, falls on both of those guys because, right. listen, McVay has the job because Wade Phillips is there. Right? Wade Phillips is kind of the guy that's steadying that ship. He's the guy that that has the experience that's there. Like, both of those guys need to sit down and figure out, how do we defend against this? No, you're right. Now, what I'm... Now, you brought up a good point. Sean McVay is the offensive genius, and Wade Phillips is really just a failed head coach because he's only a defensive specialist. But I need need everyone to think about this logically. The Rams are in a division where... San Francisco is going to be good for the next five to ten years. And Seattle, as long as Russell Wilson is there, can kind of, and they have Pete Carroll's quirky system, yep. they're going to be able to pick and choose who they bring in. That team gets, every three or four years, just this youth, uh, what's a good word, youth um, infusion, and they don't miss a beat. San Francisco has all the talent. I think San Francisco is the most talented team in the division. And Arizona, they're young. So, you know, if I'm wrong about Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and they become the next golf McVay, guess what? You're now last. I mean, I think they're being left out of conversation because everyone assumes that they're not good. But here's the thing, man. They've won two games. Okay, they're two and two and one or whatever, but they're not. You know, they're that one tie that you know getting two, in that end zone that yep. one time against Detroit of also basically being tied for second place in that division. Right. Not only that, but uh, the flip side of that, they're also an extra point away from going to overtime and possibly losing to the Falcons. If we're going right. to do that way, <laughs> if we're going to trust the Falcons' defense, okay. No, but I mean, if the Falcons get the ball first, I trust the Falcons to score. Yeah, but the Cardinals still had time. Remember, they had. 150-something when they missed the I mean, I get it, but that's, no. a team, that's a team that's getting better, though. No, absolutely. And me and Speedy have said they have talent on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. My question was, are you going to be able to stay at a level without Patrick Peterson? Patrick Peterson's the best player on that team, without question. That eight-game suspension, you could have been 0-8 when he came no, back. No, six, and he's back this week. Really? Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. Well, screw me, right? But, again... They're, I don't think they're going to compete, but they're not out of the playoffs by any means. I mean, there's only, like, what, four teams out of the playoffs? In the NFC? In, in, in the NFL. Cincinnati, Miami, the Jets, and um, Cincinnati, Miami, the Jets. By the way, do you want to talk about how have we not mentioned yet that Alberto Riveron should be fired? Who is that? Alberto Riveron? Do I know who that is? I don't He's know. ruining football. Single-handedly, Alberto Riveron is ruining football. All right, Jeff, hit us with it. Who is it? Who? It's probably a name. Alberto Riveron. 
Alberto Riveron is the NFL official in charge of all replays. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you know. How, um, is, how is no one acknowledging that he's single-handedly ruining football and that the refs are ruining football in general? How, how did they call that penalty twice on Trey Flowers last night? Because everyone wants to talk about how good Green Bay is. And Detroit basically put them in their back pocket no, last Detroit, night, and the refs bailed right. Aaron Rodgers Detroit, out. The refs well, hate Detroit more than any other team like the last five hit, years. Cue the music. Cue the music. We're going to do this now. Jeff, buddy, are you willing to stay on for the next uh, hour? Uh, hour? Yeah. I'll, I'll give you tools as long as I get tired. How, what are the likelihood you get tired soon? Well, I am drinking. <laughs> so we got about three minutes. Cue the music, Speedy. All right. Jeff, Jeff Star with Monday Night Football. We'll do this a little backwards. A Monday team, night. Uh, a uh, beef, a fan base that could actually blame the refs. Well, there's only one team in football that can blame the refs, and we're not well, doing it. So uh, that's yeah, fine. but there's the other team that played yesterday that has a five-year span of where they can blame the refs. Well, let's do this. Detroit lost last night in Green Bay, 23-22. Jeff, what was your takeaway from the game? that Alberto Riveron and the refs are just the most incompetent people on the planet, and we need to start hiring college refs to come to the NFL to take over for these weasels. Um, I, I agree. I think that the officiating in this NFL season has been bad. Now, here's the thing, though. Green Bay is 5-1. and one. Outside of definitively beating Dallas, they've been average at best. They smacked the Cowboys so early on, they cakewalked the second half. This is what I want to say right now. The the Green Bay Packers, we're going to get to the Cowboys. The Green Bay Packers should be very concerned. And I know everyone's, they're 5-1, shut up, they're 5-1. They're not good. They're not a good Are you going to do what I think you're doing? Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Max Kellerman. I'm taking this out of your book. Ready? Aaron Rodgers has hit his cliff. Done. No longer an elite quarterback. Stop with the Brady Breeze and Rodgers. He hasn't been good all year. He's not going to be good now. You want to know why the Green Bay Packers outside of the referees won last night? Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is the reason the Green Bay Packers stole a game from the Detroit Lions. He is the the only one that played well in the referees. That's it. No Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers... Hasn't looked good this year yet. And even the second half of last year, he was average. But everyone just kept telling me, oh, you know, Mike McCarthy got fired, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Aaron Rodgers has hit his cliff. That, I'll put my neck out for that one. Aaron Rodgers is no longer a top-tier quarterback. If they get in the playoffs, if, they will not win a single playoff game. I'll tell you that right now. Really? What did you think I was going to do? You're going to praise the Vikings. <laughs> we'll get to the Vikings. We'll get to the Vikings in a minute. Speedy, do you have any takeaways from last night's football game? Yeah, I think it's mostly, again, the refs. I I think the refs have screwed Detroit a lot the last five years, really, when you look at it. I know you want to say the Saints have the worst one, which is oh. de- definitely true in terms of recency, for sure. But when you look at the Lions... I mean, that's the most egregious one, but it keeps happening over and over again to the Lions. It's it does. Right. When you look at the... Uh, 
the non-pass interference against Dallas. You look at the batted ball in the end zone on Monday night against Seattle. You look at that 10-second runoff thing that happened against the Falcons. There was that weird, like, catch in the end zone against the Seahawks in the playoff game. There's there's just so much with this team all the time that they just get screwed by. The uh, the non the face mask call in the game, Aaron Rodgers won with the Hail Mary. It just The Lions just get screwed a lot, and they are the worst ref luck team. Beyond that, they played a great game. They played a great defensive they game. They outplayed Green Bay every out They outplayed the Green Bay. Their, their defense is for real. I'm really surprised. It is easily the most surprisingly good unit of the year. And uh, who told you that you should have believed me sooner? You didn't say it about the defense. I said Detroit would surprise everybody, and don't be surprised if they make the playoffs. Yeah. Right you, or wrong? You didn't say it was because of the defense, though. Matt Stafford needs MVP consideration. That's what I'm saying. All right, last night by far, the biggest disappointment this year, the, the biggest disappointment this year by far happened last night. The Pittsburgh Steelers. No, they're not the biggest disappointment. The Char- I bash them all the time. The Atlanta the Falcons Char- are the biggest disappointment. <laughs> That's not close. Well, they're disappointing for a different reason. The Chargers don't have the injuries that the Falcons have. Derwin James, Keanu, Neal, even. That's about it. Falcons have no offensive line left. The, the Chargers should be playing better. They should be. Yeah, but the Falcons still have a lot more talent on that team than the Chargers do. Well, they, they did. They, they're about to fire sell everything. Sanu is going to be gone. The best corner of football, Desmond Troupont, will be traded. He's not the best corner of football. Well, they shouldn't overreact. Besides the coaching, they should not overreact. But you're telling me, right? Oh, I love every bit of the Chargers losing. That's a Delvin Hodges should have been able to beat (laughs) Phillip Rivers. You're smoking. You're smoking. Jeff, what are your takeaways about the Steelers after last night? Are they back to the Super Bowl, buddy? I have no takeaways about either team because I I just uh, don't even consider these two NFL teams. They're both garbage. Let's move on. All right, fine. The Chargers are embarrassing. That's pretty much the, what you have to do. They're the the Falcons are the disappointment of the league. The Chargers are the disappointment of the AFC. And this is what they always do. They underwhelm all the time. And they don't win close games. But that game wasn't close and it shouldn't have been. Why was it even? It wasn't even close. And they embarrassed themselves against James Conner and that defense. Yikes. James Conner wasn't even the best player. It was Benny, uh, Benny Snell. Or Benny Snell. Even that, just that running game in general. I liked Benny Snell as a prospect. Oh, never mind. I take it back. I forgot James Conner had a huge save receiving. Yeah, so. Let's go on this game? Yeah, no, so sorry, that's just embarrassing for the Chargers. All right. Um, my takeaway is that the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is getting better. And uh, San Diego, I'm calling you San Diego, that you need to get it together. Ready, set, go. I told every single one of you, everybody, I said it on Tuesday, the New York Jets would upset the Dallas Cowboys. No screw job, no nothing. If you're going to blame the officiating on this one, go watch a different sport. You should watch soccer instead. This sport is not for you. I said the Jets would beat the Dallas Cowboys, and like Santa Claus, I delivered for you. The New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets beat the Dallas Cowgirls 24-22 24-22 to 22 at MetLife Stadium. Jeff, what do you make of the Dallas Cowboys? I got to be honest here. I think it's actually time to start considering Jason Garrett for coach of the year. <laughs> he has literally coached an 0-6 team to a 3-3 and record. Terrific job by Jason Garrett. I, I can't mean, tell if he's bashing stinks. Jason Garrett or bashing the team. Oh, this is a real troll job. <laughs> this, this team stinks so bad. 
that I think it's a miracle that Jason Garrett has this team at three and three. What great coaching by Jason Garrett. It's, it, it's literally outstanding. I can't believe how bad this team is. They have three wins. That's pretty good. And they beat the Redskins and the Dolphins. Yeah, well, you know, listen, the they lost the to the Jets. What's, what's better, beating the Redskins or losing to the Jets? Losing to the Jets. Right? They beat the, they beat the Redskins. They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Giants. I mean, mind you, they look listen, like they were going to lose Those to are the three Dolphins. good wins for a team with no talent. Ready, set, here we go. First of all, Sam Donald's the complete reason the Jets won this football game. I don't want to hear anything about it. Robbie Anderson, he finally <coughs> showed something, right? Took him long enough. Jamison Crowder looked like he had returned back to form. Uh, Demarius Thomas had a good day. Uh, Ryan Griffin had that huge touchdown that iced the game. Cut the music for a small second. I want everyone to listen to me right now. If you are a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm talking directly to you, and no other fan base should even acknowledge this sentence. Just call them up by name. It's Fogarty, Guido, and the Beads. Just tell them how, how you feel. <laughs> if you – no, because there's other people on Facebook that troll about this. If you're ready to bail on a guy – that's won the division two out of three years, won more playoff games in his four-year career or three-and-a-half-year career than Tony Romo, who everyone praises Same as amount. one of the most – what? Same amount, not more. It's not more. Dax only won one playoff game. Romo won zero. Romo won one. He beat the Eagles in 2010. I'm sorry. And how long was Romo in the league? Ten years? Eleven uh, years? Yeah, ten years. Okay. So if you're going to praise Tony Romo for one playoff win and you're ready to bail on Dak, who has literally a third of his career, and he's already done exactly that, you are not a fan of anything, and you should stop watching sports because you're the people that athletes cannot stand. Dak Prescott, is he Dak Prescott great? I told you for years, he's an average or below average quarterback. That's what I've been saying. But he still wins the division. He's not going to win you anything, but guess what? He's not going to lose you anything either. He's very smart. He won't win this year. <laughs> I don't know. Philly doesn't look good either. But he's not going to lose. Philly looks good enough to right, beat but Philly's, Philly's always a slow starter when they're That good. defense looks bad. That secondary is awful. We thought that last yeah, year, but too. <laughs> Dallas's offense looks terrible. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, friend. No, I know, Jeff. But all I'm saying is, you can't bail on a guy that's won your division two out of three years. It, it, sounds, it sounds even asking that I have to defend Dak Prescott. He is what he is. Don't blame Dak Prescott because you hyped him as his top ten quarterback. That's your fault, not Dak's. So Dak is doing what I said he was. You are the ones that overhyped Dak Prescott. Nobody no, else. No, I think you got to give Dak some credit, man. I mean, he's 3-3. Three and three. He's got no talent on that team. He's got them to 3-3. Three and three. You can't say that's not a good job so far this year. Agreed, Jeff. Agreed. I'm glad we're all Look at his page. numbers. His numbers are right there on par with Russell Wilson. He's better than Russell Wilson. Better than, better than Russell Wilson. And if Andrew Luck retire, unretired today, he'd have better stats than him, too. <laughs> I mean, if he had one more receiver, he would be ahead of 
of uh, the kid in Kansas City there, Patrick Mahomes. It'd be ahead of Patrick Mahomes if Matt he had Prescott better receivers. Is a better quarterback with his left hand than Patrick Mahomes is with his right hand. Yeah. Drew Brees wears Dak Prescott feety pajamas. Of course. Tom Brady Tom Brady throws his six rings out the window when he hears Dak Prescott's name because he knows he needs seven to beat Dak. He wears Cowboys underwear. He wishes he was a Cowboy. Dude, what a great week. The Jets beating the Cowboys is just so perfect. Now, Jeff, weren't you on the phone when Mike Guido said he wasn't going to do a show for a month? <clears throat> I don't know. I've heard a lot of trash out of Guido's head. I mean, I can remember talking to him when the Patriots waxed the Steelers 33-3, to and he said, I don't care. The Steelers are making the Super Bowl. But you know what he qualifies that as? Sports evolve, so my opinion evolves with the sports. Basically saying, I'm going to be wrong, but when I am... But after I'm wrong, I'll be right because I agree with after the fact. That's basically what I heard come out of his mouth. Instead of just being with me and being right, period, that's what happened. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a preseason team that you picked, a midseason sure. team you picked, and then a late season team you picked. But this whole evolved bullshit that he spews is hilarious. Like, he's going to ignore that he picked the worst team in the league to make the Super Bowl. Right. Right. All right. Speedy, you can cue the music back whenever you're ready. All right. Here comes the here comes the blar of the weekend. The Denver Broncos at mile high beat the Tennessee Titans 16 to nothing. Zero zilch. Marks Mariota was benched after a story for 63 yards and two picks. And Ryan Tannehill did not do much better. Jeff, what do we take away from this football game? That they're, neither one of those teams are playoff teams, so I don't care. You're seeing how good the Broncos' defense is with a pass rush. Remember, they were awful for four weeks getting a pass rush. Now the last two weeks, they've done very good at getting that. And now they're going into, they're at home on a Thursday night game against Kansas City. He's had some trouble in recent weeks with protection. That could be a good week for their defense, too. Don't be surprised if they make that game close. And that's a tough place to play in Denver. I agree. Um, Real quick. Von Miller will be traded sometime next week or this week. He's out. Chris Harris is probably going to go with him. Not to the same team, just out the door. Uh, and guys like Derek Wolf, I'm hearing too. I'm trying to think of the receiver. Oh, Emmanuel Sanders. That's the receiver I was trying to think of. Not Cortland Sutton. I was trying to think of Emmanuel Sanders. They're all going to be gone. They're all going to get traded. Joe Flacco is not their answer. And by Dude, all of that happens, John Elway is going to be shown the door, too. Um, no, the Bolin family loves John Elway. John Elway will be a general manager until he wants to walk The Bolin family just sold the team. John Elway is not going to get fired by anybody. John Elway will walk away, but he's not going to get fired. But again, they, they are a team that's never bad for long, so if they think Elway really is the problem, they will let him go. They're a very stable front office for a reason. And if no, there John is, Elway if, if there's been very stable, no, no, he's been good in the past. But if they see any inkling of it, they're a team that, that makes those quick changes. They do it with coaches. They do it. With, they do Absolutely. it. They do it with GMs. And By the don't way, be surprised if, because again, he's a quarterback. Don't be surprised if they continue to botch this quarterback situation and whatever. I think he that the it. Paxton Lynch was a mistake. No, I know, but it, again, he built that Super Bowl team, and then after that, he really hasn't been all that. So. Don't be surprised. And it's a three-year window. Don't be surprised if they just 
part ways, like Jeff was saying, with new ownership there. Um, by the way, Vic Fangio, great job. He's actually coached his team very well. And for limited offensive and defensive talent, they really have played very well in every single game this year. I don't think they've had a bad No, they haven't. they haven't. I think the Packers was the only game they lost by double digits. Well, right. But now Green Bay, new season just started. No, I know that. I think the only problem I have with that defense is they haven't been good in the clutch at times. The Bears game, they have no business giving up that 4th and 14 over whatever, the middle right. of the field. And I think, uh, the, was it not the Raiders, so there was another game in between that they should have won and they couldn't finish. So that's been the only downside is they haven't had that. Oh, Jacksonville, they, had, didn't, they haven't had that finishing defense. But everything else has been really good. Haha, another game I was right about. The San Francisco 49ers walked right into L.A., slapped McVay in the face and walked right out. 20-7 San Francisco. Jeff, is San Francisco finally for real in your mind? They are. They're the second best team in the NFC. Behind? The New Orleans Saints. Yeah. But what about the Cowboys? (laughs) They're they're on another planet. The Cowboys, I believe, play the Monstars next week. Oh, all right, good. Uh, Jeff, any takeaways about San Francisco or L.A.? No, just that, you know, they're a really good team. You know, like, I just, they're in a good position. They have some young talent on defense. Their offense is kind of rolling with Jimmy G. You know, he's been pretty good so far. I like them as a team. Again, winning is learned, so I don't think that they're going to go deep into the playoffs. They're, you know, a terrific team. But once Drew Brees gets dropped back into that situation in New Orleans with the way that defense is played and stuff, New Orleans, to me, is the best team. And then I would have San Francisco. By the way, I need everyone to understand this, right? They are Brady, Garoppolo, and Jacoby Brissett are fourteen and two combined this year. The Wolfpack. Fourteen and two. By the way, two of them, Jimmy G, who everyone bailed on in the preseason, fire sale, fire sale. Ha ha, Tyler. Jimmy G sucks. He's five and zero. Oh. And Tom Brady, the GOAT, it's 6-0. So before you tell me about quarterbacks, pump the brakes. Okay? That's where, I, that's where I'm going with this. Apparently, not, not only is Brady the, the, the GOAT of quarterbacks, apparently he's also the GOAT teacher as well. God, those two kids that sat behind him are good now. Yeah. Matt Castle also was 11-5 the year Brady got hurt, so he taught him pretty well too. Uh, I'm trying to think of where I want to go next. All right. Here we go. We alluded to this team before. The Battle the actual, of the Birds, the right? The actual disappointment of the year. Yeah, by far. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are now 2-3-1. They squeaked by Matt Bryan 34-33 as Matt Bryant sneezed and missed a field goal wide right to uh, miss the extra point, uh, to which Matt Ryan probably – by the way, I want to make this perfectly clear. In no way, shape, or form am I blaming Matt Ryan for anything. Matt Ryan last week – was almost perfect. He missed six, six. He was 30 of 36, 356 yards and four touchdowns and no picks. You can't blame Matt Ryan for what's going on. That defense just fell off a cliff. That defense is lifeless. Jeff, what do we take away about this game? Uh, That Cliff Kingsbury's wife is next level. Did you see her in the stands? Yowza. No, I didn't. 
God bless Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury and all he's ever done. That girl is, oof, down to the bone. Both football teams still stink, but man, Cliff Kingsbury, tip of the cap to you, my friend. Oh, wow. Speedy, do you have anything to you, say? You looked that one up. That's what that oh, wow was. It wasn't. <laughs> Did you look that one up? I had to. I had to do my research. Uh, Next level? Oh. Uh, all the viruses are going to get on that computer now. <laughs> no, stop. No, it wasn't anything like that. Just Google images. Yeah. Tyler just managed to get himself on a, uh, on a registry. <laughs> Does anyone have anything about the football game that was played? Yeah, I said it already. The Falcons defense uh, looked like less than the disappointment of the, the year. Uh, the old cards there. 7-4 game now. Oh, intrigue. Uh-oh. The collapse of the Harper. Right, so, Kansas City? Ah, we'll go to Kansas City. No, no, we won't. Speedy, what was the score of the Kansas City game? 31-24, Texas. Speedy, what are our takeaways away from this football game? Uh, the Chiefs' offensive line continues to have some trouble. I'm surprised they weren't able to game plan a little better for just J.J. Watt and or just Whitney Merciless. Like those, are, They traded Clowney, so it's not the same three-headed monster they had before. And Patrick Mahomes still looks hurt, and they just don't have the running game to compensate for that. And their run defense is terrible and is something that could hold them back because they're, they're an offense that's going to have to be on the field for them to be successful in terms of just getting winning shootouts and trying to get points that way, but if they're if teams are controlling the clock on them, that's going to be hard. And if it's the Texans running game does that to you, that's a problem. So that's what, that concerns me. Deshaun Watson for the Texans has been phenomenal. He's using the tight ends, which is insane because the tight ends are not very talented on that team. And, again, using the other receivers. The only concern I have with the Texans in that game, because we know their defense isn't that good, the concern I have for the Texans in that game, why is DeAndre Hopkins being used so much on short passes is what's surprising. I mean, they still had a good offense as a whole, but that's still a little weird for Bill O'Brien just as a coaching aspect. So that's a little concerning, but beyond that, they look good. But the Chiefs, those two areas, just stopping the run and running the ball looks really concerning. Now, I just want everyone to realize this. Houston's schedule. Even if they win this division, I don't know if they're going to. I, I don't buy them yet. No, I, I don't either. I don't think they're for real. Uh, the only defensive player on that team I trust right now is J.J. Watt. McKinney and Cunningham are good. Yeah. I just I don't trust them to be all world. The secondary is atrocious still. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. But the big takeaway for me is there is no outside of New England, the Patriots. There's not a dominant, there's no threat to them in the AFC. None. This game, to me, showed me the Patriots are the only team in the AFC that can represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. There's nobody else. All right, here we go. Minnesota Vikings beat the Philadelphia Eagles 38-20. Jeff, Speedy, you guys can go first because I'm going to have to eat some crow right now. Good, Speedy. All right, well... That secondary for the Eagles is clearly terrible and has continued to be terrible. Now, again, I'm not worried about them as a whole because they're notoriously slow starters 
when they lately when they've been good they seem to collapse and vice versa. But the Vikings exposed the matchup they should. Stefan Diggs finally played well. Obviously, I think the playbook I think was sophistic more sophisticated and it was a good game plan because I think the the Vikings kind of knew Dalvin Cook wasn't going to be what he has been in the past just because of the Eagles' run defense being as good as it is. So that was a great counter game plan. You saw much more sophisticated routes, much more tighter window throws deep from Kirk Cousins and outside throws. He was very limited to the middle of the field in the past. And I think that game plan really worked. And props to their offensive line. They played well against that level of a pass rush. They, they deserve a lot of credit for them too. They continue to grow. They're not obviously good, but they've definitely grown where they're improved. And that defense won the battles that they should have, rushed the passer like they should have, and stopped the run, which is very impressive. The Eagles had a phase where their receivers were playing well, but that was really only the third quarter, and that was it. The Vikings really dominated this game, and it was excellent game plan both ways. I think the Vikings are the second-best team in the NFC. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. I mean, my takeaway is Kevin Stefanski finally pulled his head out of his ass. That's my takeaway. Yeah, that was a great game plan. Now, the offensive line worries me. And I'll be honest, that defense eventually I think will collapse. But Oh, it's aging. It's going to age throughout the season. It will. but Just like every other defense if you're using that standpoint. I mean, the Vikings are older today than they were yesterday. And so is every anyway, other team. Right. So here's the thing. If that Kirk Cousins can play, the Vikings are a threat to win the NFC. They are. Do we trust that Kirk Cousins? I don't. I don't. I thought he couldn't beat winning teams. He couldn't beat winning teams. Philadelphia's 500. I mean, if that's when they came in. Through a 63-yard touchdown pass and a 51-yard touchdown pass. I mean, what's not to trust? When the play calling is good, he delivered. And offensive line. Sure. But I, I just have my doubts. Before we go anointing the man, let's see what he does next week. This is his first good game. I'm not anointing him. I just think that, that most of the Vikings' problems early on and the turmoil in that locker room had a lot to do with play calling. They weren't throwing the ball a lot. Like, Kirk Cousins wasn't audibling out of the plays he saw, and he was just running the plays that were called. Well, Davin Cook was They're the best player in football finally now throwing the ball a little more. Davin Cook was the best player on the planet, though, for those weeks. Well, sure, but at, at, at the same time, it's also the types of throws, the types of play calls that he does with the pass. If you're calling plays like Jason Garrett and limiting those receivers, that's not going to look good when it comes to a passing attack. You want to have a balanced offense where, yes, Dalvin Cook can still be the best player, but you also want to have that work to play action and work to maybe have the defense, again, crowd the box a little more. That'll open up more sophisticated and or deeper routes. Seattle went into Cleveland and beat the Cleveland Browns 32-28. to uh, Baker Mayfield threw three picks in this football game. Are we concerned about the Cleveland Browns? No. Uh, concerned a little bit, but not much. Cause they, like, no, they got hosed. They got hosed in that game big time. They did, and it was a bad matchup because I think the run defense for Cleveland is still an issue. Just with the way their personnel is set up with their DTs, their linebackers. It's just not a good matchup, and Seattle definitely exposed that. In terms of worried, I'm a little worried, but it's not a super level of worry just because I finally saw some deep throws. I saw some intermediate passes, 
and Freddie Kitchens, I think, realized how bad his play calling was. And that offensive line didn't play bad against that level of a pass rush for the Seattle Seahawks. Clowney was pretty non-factor in that game. It was really the interior that got pressure, and that was really it. So I think they showed some progress. It's just, again, they lost. Baker did have some bad turnovers, though. And I think after they had the 26 lead, he started getting too forceful with the ball, just tried to ride the momentum, and it just backfired. So he's got to improve at that. But the team as a whole looked better, though. It was just a bad matchup and a game they probably I mean, could have lost by more. People can say whatever they want about Baker Mayfield being bad. You want to know what? It, it, Baker, I watched some of that game. Baker Mayfield was hitting dudes square in the hands. Dude, he had one throw go between the dude's hands, hit a dude in the in the helmet, go straight up in the air and get picked off. And then the one that sealed the game went straight through uh, one of the guy's hands. Perfect pass, but the guy just tipped right to the Seattle guy. Baker Mayfield's getting no help on that team. His receivers are doing him zero favors right now. And the refs hosed Cleveland to begin with. That was just... Uh, Alberto Riveron should be ashamed of himself. Can we know it? Seattle is the best team now in the NFC West. Wow, even over your Niners? Russell Wilson. I trust Russell Wilson right now in the big moment more than I trust Jimmy G. Not by much, but I do. Russell Wilson is the most efficient player in the league right now. Baltimore Ravens, 23-17 over the Bengals. This game was an absolute... This game was... The Ravens dominated the whole football game. Yeah. The fact that they even had 17 points is kind of amazing. Garbage time. Jeff, what are your takeaways about the Ravens and Bengals? That the Ravens are going to win the AFC North. Good assessment, Jeff. Speedy? Yep, they did what they had to do. Expose a bad run defense. Lamar Jackson had, what, 120 rushing yards? No, more. 160, I think. 160. Like, I think he even led some running backs in the league. Like, I think he was, like, the second or third leading rusher for the league. 152. Yeah, so that's how well he did. It was a perfect game plan. They did what they had to do. And their defense, despite all the injuries, did enough in that game. The Bengals made it close later, but that was garbage time at that point. Um, Complete game. I'm still worried about Lamar Jackson. I, I am. Not as a runner, as a pocket quarterback, I have doubts and concerns. I don't know what we're going to get at him week to week. There are weeks he looked brilliant. Then he was the top fantasy quarterback, and everyone was all happy and goo-goo-ga-ga. That was the first three weeks. The last two weeks, he was bad, and last week, he won with his legs. And I get it, the NFL is evolving, but as a quarterback, you still need to beat people with your brain and your arm. And Lamar Jackson has not done that consistently yet in his short career. He's getting better week to week. I need to see more if I'm going to anoint them anything. I think they're going to win the division on talent alone. And by the way, today they traded Kenny Young to the Rams to get Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters will make that defense even more unstoppable. Or stoppable, I guess. But the Baltimore Ravens, I agree with Jeff, will win the AFC North like we called in the beginning of the year. We're going to have to see Lamar Jackson take that step, though. That's, that's secondary. When Jimmy Smith comes back, you got him, Humphrey, and Peters. That might be the best tandem of three corners in football. Might be. Who would be better? The Patriots. Oh, right. Gilmore, McCordy. I, I'm, I don't know. I would actually give the edge to the Ravens. 
Well, we have, a, to, we have to see which Jimmy Smith you're going to get. Well, right. As a core, though. Jimmy Smith, when he came back from injury last year, did have a slow start to the year where he didn't look right. But if he comes you back think, better late Ravens, in the season. Secondary you take core? the Ravens cornerbacks over a grouping of Gilmore, Gilmore, Jonathan Jones, who, by the way, is statistically the second-best corner in the league right now, Jonathan Jones, right? And then uh, Jason McCourty and J.C. Jackson. You're like taking the Ravens corners over those guys. Good luck. Marcus Peters, the only uh, just based on talent, fine. But I think what the Patriots system does gives those guys a little bit of extra. Eh. Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey are just as talented as Stephon Gilmore is. Absolutely not. That's why no, no one wants I wouldn't Marcus go that Peters. far. He's bounced around from the Chiefs to the Rams. His now attitude the is no why he gets popped around. No, even talent-wise, I wouldn't go that far either. I like those guys too, but Stephon Gilmore has elevated himself to an elite corner. Those guys haven't. I I don't know. I I know Gilmore's an elite corner. He was elite in Buffalo. He was His not last elite year in Buffalo. Buffalo. He was good in Buffalo. His last year in Buffalo, he was elite. That's why Belichick spent him the money. But fine. All right. Let's get the garbage game out of the way. The Redskins beat the Dolphins 17-16. to 16. Uh, Tank for two was in full effect. Anybody else got anything else to say? <laughs> no. That's really it. That is it. Um, then we go to the other game that was supposed to be great but wasn't. The New Orleans Saints beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 13-6. to 6. It was low scoring like people expected. 13-6. <laughs> to 6. Tay Bridgewater had one touchdown. Are you going to come say hi now? Please? I'll buy you a soda. Ah, she's coming. Hey, that's what she said. Yay. Welcome to the home stretch. Jeff, do you see who's on the screen? I don't. I'm outside having a cigarette. Oh. My my girlfriend is here. Oh, yay. Hold on. Hold on. Hello. Jeff, she said Hi. hello, you rude bastard. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought she was uh, talking to someone else. My bad. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I couldn't be better if you were twins. So you're Tyler's girlfriend, huh? God bless you. Oh, thank you. How do you get through the day? Do you drink a lot? Yes. I don't blame you. <laughs> Does he constantly remind you that he's always right? Always. Pretty annoying, right? Very. Yeah, I wouldn't date him either. Yeah. But am I always right? Yes. No, definitely yes, not. Yes, he actually is always right. <laughs> Most of the time. And that's a woman right there, okay? So if a woman says it, you know it's validated, right, Speedy? I am surprised you actually lobbied for it on air, though. <laughs> I'm not. Of course you're not. I don't know, man. It's got to be. It's got to be a special person that looks that looks at Tyler and says, "I'd like to date that guy." It isn't special. Like special, like special. How? Like, do you have to put a helmet on him at dinner? Every day. God bless you, Tyler. <laughs> anyway, there was a London game that was played yesterday. The Carolina Panthers beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 37 to 26. Uh, Christian McCaffrey might be MVP, and it might not be close. He wasn't great in that game, though. 57 yards from scrimmage. No, but he's the reason they won the football game. 
Oh, sure, he wasn't as bad as he was in the first meeting, but he still, I, he still wasn't the Christian McCaffrey we're used to. Tampa's the only team that's figured him out. Yeah, he has, but they're the number one run defense in football, ironically mm -hmm. enough. And yet they faced him, Saquon Barkley, and Alvin Kamara so far. Right. And they took Saquon Barkley out. Mm -hmm. Out! Took him out! By the way, the Patriots and Giants, last game left, New England dominated. Dominated. It wasn't even close. Now, I take that back. The Giants actually, I think, outplayed the Patriots. The Patriots just, the talent was overwhelming. Uh, the Patriots are now 6-0. and That was on Thursday. Jeff, bragging about How do you Patriots. say the Giants outplayed the Patriots? Because the Giants should have won that football game if Daniel Jones wasn't Daniel Jones. They didn't move the football whatsoever. They scored one offensive touchdown and got a defensive touchdown, which, by the way, the Patriots got two. The Patriots dominated You're telling me you expected the Giants to be anywhere near the score they were out without Sterling Shepard, without Evan Ingram, without Saquon Barkley, and with the defense they had? By the way, pal, uh, I, I mean, love want, Tom Brady. Want, he didn't throw. He he didn't look great either. He only rushed for two touchdowns. He didn't throw any. He didn't throw for a single one. I mean. I find it very funny that people like to cover everyone else's injuries but don't want to mention anything about the Patriots' injuries. So we want to talk about Josh Gordon getting hurt, Philip Dorsett not playing, Isaiah Wynn being out, Nikhil Harry not playing, uh, uh, Jacob Johnson not available, uh, Devlin gone for the year. Uh, you know, I mean, if you want to sit there and mention every other team's injury that they have, which is fine, you can do that. Please don't leave out all these injuries the Nikhil Harry's have, coming back. Did he play? Was he out? No, yeah. no, no. I'm just mentioning another injury. That's all. Well, I already mentioned Nikhil Harry, though. He was out. Dorsett, oh, Harris. Dude, Tom Brady was literally throwing to guys named Gunner and Jacoby Myers. That's all he had left. Jacoby Myers is going to be pretty good, though. I like, I like what I saw from Jacoby Myers. I mean, that's fine. He's not close yet. So, I mean, what, what does anyone have to go off? A preseason? I mean, eh. No, I'm Whatever. Just, listen, we've seen preseason darlings from the Patriots turn out to pretty special things. You remember Danny Woodhead? Yeah, I mean, some of them can be pretty good. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, you know... And you still have Brady's favorite do. guy. As long but as Julian Edelman plays, Tom Brady's happy. But this is what people do. They only mention one side of the injury story. No, I don't. Ever. I mentioned all of them. Stop. Stop. You might be right about other shows on this network. I mentioned all injuries. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like certain people that brought up a certain game uh, that happened in the Meadowlands this week, right? And people like to go, well, Dak Prescott didn't have this and didn't have that and didn't have... They're not the only team that's played, you know, that, that have guys hurt around the league. Like, that can't be your bailout that you go to every goddamn time. No, I get it. I, I understand what you're saying. It's fun. But, um, Jeff, buddy, it is 10 o'clock and we must be going now. Awesome. So I was right. I'm glad that I could just be here for Errol's stupidity, though. Jesus, what a muggle he is. Now, it's uh, unbelievable. Now, to be fair, Errol Marks isn't on the show, so I don't want to bash Errol too much. 
He's the worst. He's, he's absolutely not the, worst. the worst. He's not the worst. The Beef and Mike Guido are worse. Oh, I don't know. I know. Oh, I know. Oh. I work with them. They're worse. I mean, how do you get worse than, than what they do? It's embarrassing. Well, I mean, they are colleagues, right? That's I mean, it's embarrassing. How wrong they constantly are, though. Well, you know, there's a reason that... And I it's hilarious to watching, watch them give up on Dak Prescott. They, they, they're now all parroting all the stuff that I've been saying to them for years. I can't believe, though, uh, to be fair to Dak Prescott, I don't know. Now, is he going to win a Super Bowl? I've seen quarterbacks worse than Dak Prescott win a Super Bowl. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, he's supposed to win three in a row. Well, that's not happening. <laughs> but is he good enough to win one? Sure. Anybody can win one. It's just you got to get the right team with the right system. I, I don't is know. he good enough to win one? Yeah, he's definitely good enough to win one eventually, sure. The problem with him is – there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league right now. Aaron Rodgers, Mitch Trubisky, uh, not Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> I apologize. Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford. Um, that Vikings team is better than the Dallas Cowboys team. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is better. Uh, well, we you got to see Breeze, what Carson Ryan, Wentz is in the playoffs first. Sure, but you got Breeze, Matt Ryan, um, Cam yeah. Newton. Well, Cam, if he's healthy. We'll Jimmy see. G. Russell Wilson, Jared Goff. You've got guys in the NFC that are just better than you, and it's not really Dak's fault that oh, Jason yeah, Garrett's NFC, an idiot. The NFC is a deep conference. Right. The NFC after, I mean, the bar is Brady, so really everybody else can just kind of go to sleep. I mean, but he's supposed to win three in a row. He's one of the best quarterbacks he in the league. He won't make three Super Bowls in his entire career. No. Let alone win three in a row. He's not going to make three. Mm. Yeah, he's not going to make it to one Super Bowl. Wait, hold on. This is, this, is, this is the clause, right? This is my way out of this argument. <laughs> if Tom Brady retires and they sign Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott will go to three straight Super Bowls. That's it. No, if, if, listen, if, 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 the, if Tom Brady retires and the Patriots get Dak Prescott, I promise you I'll be a Jets fan. Oh. What? Wow. Of all the teams I would have expected you to jump to, it wouldn't have been the Jets. Well, no, that would be the utmost hate for the Patriots. The Jets. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I promise you, there's, there's no coming back from having Dak Prescott as your, as your quarterback. There's no coming back. That's the end of your franchise. No, I think I even mentioned that as a joke the first time we had that. It's like, no, I, I believe it. I'm like... What, is he going to get traded to the Patriots and go to three straight Super Bowls as a backup? <laughs> I mean, that would be the end of the franchise. No, no doubt, that's the end of the franchise. You know, uh, it, it, it just can't happen. I, I'd, be, I'd be thoroughly embarrassed. There's not many. Dude, I wasn't even all that embarrassed when, when the Patriots signed the Antonio Brown. I just looked at it and I went, eh, you know, every team around the league signs, signs comebacks. You know, I, it might. Patriots might. But if the Patriots end up signing Dak Prescott, I will be so embarrassed that I, I will quit being a Patriots fan. And truthfully, I've said this multiple times to multiple people. I don't even care if the Patriots win another Super Bowl ever. I oh, you tweeted I've that reached, yesterday. I've, 
No, I've, I've reached the pinnacle. I've reached the top of the mountain. What I witnessed this last weekend was it for me. What happened this weekend? The Jets taking down the Cowboys? Oh, good Lord. Oh, you don't say. And do you want to know, ladies and gentlemen, who told him that first? A week in advance? The home stretch. Me. Specifically. I mean, I've never, I've never witnessed anything so glorious than that. That was absolutely perfect. That was perfect. You know, to watch, to, to watch people like, like Mike Guido <laughs> fold like a cheap lawn chair Probably crying at home over the whole thing. Oh, what a glorious day. Oh, God. Glorious. All right, buddy. We do have to get going now. Of the world that that like to mock other people because they think the Cowboys are so good. What an unbelievable day. Truly fantastic. Has John Fogarty even been on Twitter that much? No, he tweeted me saying this hasn't aged well or something like that. But I said... What did I say? I don't even remember what I said. It doesn't even matter. But he said this didn't He tweeted well, something said, out well, about, this, like, this. you know, Giants fans about, oh, my, you know, Giants fans told me that, that you know, if, if Daniel Jones had played that first week, it would have been a different game that, that the Giants would have won. And he was, like, mocking it. He was, Nobody like, laughing said, at no, it. No, no well, Giants look at it now, Foley. Your team lost to the freaking Jets. Eat shit, Cowboys fans. You're all garbage. Waste Management University. <laughs> Waste Management University. That's what they are. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a college team that's just shit. That's Jeff exactly buddy. what they are. Jeff, buddy, it's time to go home. Jeff? Thank God. Jeff? He said yes, sir. <laughs> what happened? He said, thank God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, time to go. <laughs> it's time to go, buddy. Thank you for calling. Always a pleasure. It was nice chatting with your girlfriend. She yeah, deserves thanks. some kind of purple heart for putting up with your bullshit. What did he say? What did he say? I don't know what he said. Say it again. I said Jeff, it was nice it talking to your girlfriend. She deserves some kind of purple heart or something for putting up with your bullshit. It was nice talking to you too, Jeff. <laughs> what did he say? Put your headphones on. Maybe you would hear it. Because it's sweating in here. What did you say, Jeff? I said that you're a terrific guy, and, and, and I wish you nothing but happiness, Tyler. Yep, that's what he said. Liar! <laughs> you're a liar. No, he's not. He's a, How am I a liar? bag of lies. <laughs> oh, whatever. I hope the Patriots don't win a game the rest of the year. Are you happy now? <laughs> Buddy, you know, listen, here's the other great thing. Mike Guido picked the Patriots to go 12-4. and four. Go ahead and look at that schedule, and you point out four losses on that schedule. I said they would easily go 14-2 and two or 15-1. and 14-2 is what I said. Not the great Mike Guido. Well, Mike we should call him the great kazoo. Have you seen a dude with a bigger head than Mike Guido? Did <laughs> 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 you just call him the great kazoo? Hey, it's the great kazoo, right? Well, that's going to stick. That's, Didn't that's, you use that? Not the kazoo joke. Didn't you use the head joke, too? Yeah, just like an hour ago. No, but like, like you used to say, like, he had a big head, but he, like, what, oh. was it empty oh, space no, no. or whatever yeah. it was? I said for, for a head that big, you got nothing between the ears. 
Yeah, I, I now know you why. Know, you, can, you can either call him the Great Gazoo or you know who else Guido looks like? The Hester? Bob's big boy. <laughs> Do you know Bob's big boy? <laughs> Jeffrey, we're out of time. We have to go. Well, but, you know, according to Mike Guido, the Steelers are going to the Super Bowl, so we gotta we got to find someone else to, to, you know, in the NFC now. I wonder who he's got in the NFC. He's got the Steelers versus the I think the he had the Saints. I think he had the Saints in the NFC. Oh. Unreal. <laughs> yeah, the Saints, he picked the Saints over the Cowboys. What a shitty Cowboys fan he is. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> Unbelievable. The great gazoo. Hello, dum-dum. <laughs> Oh God! Well, it was a pleasure, Jeff. It's it's always a pleasure speaking to you, Tyler. Oh, you you, you gentlemen and lady, enjoy your evening. Oh, thank you, night. Jeff. You too. Have another shot, will you? Oh, he's gone. All right. <laughs> Woo! That was that was Bob's big boy. My God, that was funny. All right. <laughs> uh, are you gonna Google it now? No, oh, no, Chad. Whatever. Um. Yeah, that speedy. We're in the end game now, pal. <laughs> what? Uh, tell them where they can find us. Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, Vaughn TV, Sirius Radio, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and on our website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. <laughs> that was great, Pops. <laughs> oh man! So uh, we're gonna wait like ten seconds because Sam's wonderful friend would like to call from Florida. Oh, there he is! And here we go. What do you want? What do you want? Hi, Tyler. Hi, Chad. Hi, Chad. How you doing? How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing magical. How are you? Oh, I get it. Magical Disney because you work at Disney. I I understand. Yes, I'm sure every listener knew that. Working at Disney is a sport. Do you have a sports question, Chad? What? Do you have a question, Chad? Yeah. Sure. So how many jock shops do the players go to a day? Probably one. Two if it starts to itch, I guess. He hung up. <laughs> He's an idiot. And that's your friend. Anyway. My best friend. His, her best friend. It'll be awkward when we go home. Anyway. Again, did we do where we can find us? Yes. All right, great. Well, I'm going to bid you adieu now. Uh, I want to thank Errol Marks for calling in. I would also like to thank Anthony Carragher, who started off by calling in, and obviously Jeff from Tampa is always a fun time on the network. And thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chad, for calling. <laughs> Completely forgot you had called, and it just happened. Couldn't have forgotten anything faster in my life. And uh, thank you to my wonderful girlfriend who sat here for two hours and watched the whole show from start to finish and is about to pee her pants, so we need to leave. Uh, we'll be here every day 
8 to 10 p.m. Speedy, tell him goodbye. Thanks for listening, and have a glorious night. Tomorrow, Playhouses. Austin! I forgot Austin was here. Thank you, Austin, for sitting. I, I'm so sorry. You were sitting right behind the screen. Say, say goodbye. It's only fair. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. See? Look at that. You going to say goodbye, too? Bye. Yeah. Yay! Woo! See ya! It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.